Hi guys, welcome to the official launch and first episode of the High Vibe Alchemist, the podcast. The title for today's episode is Priorities and Finding Your Happy Place. I hope you checked out the trailer for uh, the podcast, which is before this episode, just so you can get a broader overview as to why I started this podcast in the first place. Um, Please feel free to send me any resources, tips, or books you'd like to share, authors, other podcasts that we should be listening to. I want this to be an open community where we share ideas and support each other. Um, It is not my intention with this podcast to teach you on how to live your life, but really to be more of a a facilitator in helping you reach your goals. So I want to take a moment to check in and just make a note of balance. The concepts that we're talking about today and in future episodes of this podcast in no way is meant to pass over the importance that each of us have to keep the basics of our lives ongoing, Um, just to be able to keep our lights on, provide for our family, or even manage the basic concept of survival. In discussing this topic, it's understood that even to even approach it and entertain these concepts, we have to accept that it comes with a level of privilege a level of privilege that many don't have to exact at this particular moment in time. However, it's my singular feeling and belief that if we each reach a point where we can see there's enough for everyone and recognize that not all of our dreams are the same, then we'll come to a point as a collective where we start to see the futility in the causing of suffering of another person for what we feel to be personal gain. Because if we look at that behavior at the root of it and all the ills we bestow on each other, It all stems from this feeling of lack and fear of the inability to attain happiness in our own lives. And to quote Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes of Women Who Run With the Wolves, she states, thriving is what was meant for each of us on this earth. Thriving, not just surviving, is our birthright. And I fully support that message, and it's my intention and my commitment to be an ally in promoting the wellness and the possibility of thriving and living your best balanced life. So let's start at the beginning. My name is Tony. I am a native New Yorker in my mid-30s, 35 to be exact. And I feel like I was one of those people who through my childhood and into early um, young adulthood, I felt I pretty much always had a plan. Um, I knew the direction in which I was going and I knew what I wanted to study and what I wanted to pursue as I left high school going into college. And I felt really lucky about having that knowledge um, already with me. During high school, I discovered I had an interest for interior design by way of theater. And so I decided that that would be my career path and what I'd want to pursue. I researched colleges that um, had programs that were tailored for interior design. And by the time I graduated at 18, I had a place, a program, and a plan in action. I was ready to pursue it. And I did. Um, I got into some good art schools. I decided to go to a liberal arts college where I've met fantastic friends, lifelong friends, and I pursued my goal of becoming an interior designer. And then as I got there, I tried to broaden my view a bit and I got a minor in business. Um, I took some elective courses as you do when you're in university and it opened me up to other experiences just in the social microcosm of college. And uh, by the time I graduated at 20, 21, I um, was ready to embark on a career that was based on what I studied. It was still going to be the same plan. And so I did that. um, And I found certain things about my industry, which I wasn't really 
and aligned with. I knew that I wasn't going to go the traditional route as most of my uh, graduates and colleagues have done. And so I went into a little bit more of project management. And just for those who don't really know how that works in the design field, it's more like you are the person who helps to coordinate everything to get built. You are the person who manages the time, the schedule, the resources, the building materials. You help realize what is conceptual and bring it into reality. And I had a very successful career doing that. Um, It was challenging. There was a fast turnaround. There was always you know, multiple things happening at the same time. So there's never a moment to be bored. And I felt that I was fulfilled by that level of activity and accomplishments that were continually happening at the same time. And also in a way that I could contribute in seeing something start on paper and end up in reality. Fast forward a few years and I'm executing that college plan. I have the job, I'm learning from whoever I can. I have great mentors and professionals assisting me to be the best that I can be, and it's working. I'm good at what I do. I'm consulted for the knowledge that I have in my field, and I'm feeling good knowing that I'm helping my coworkers as well as my clients realize these projects. So again, seeing these concepts that were once on 2D paper and just imagined ideas being actualized in 3D form is a nice tangible way of seeing a, a solid contribution that you're making in the world. I start getting asked to consult independently on projects with private private clients, and so I do. I'm working full-time and doing this on the side, so it's a bit of like burning the candle at both ends, but I'm excited. I feel like I'm seeing where my career is building and what the next steps would be. And I'd made the decision and the plan that I would work for myself, and that would give me more freedom and flexibility. And so I would be able to start my own business And that would kind of bring me a life that I could see myself enjoying. But then I noticed something. Um, For my 30th birthday, I was attending the opening of a retail shop that was my full first complete start to finish um, management consult. So meaning that I started from design through executing the build out. And um, I was super excited to have that as an accomplishment. And it was a great way to celebrate my 30th birthday. I learned so much from that project, both personally and professionally, and I felt like I could be successful uh, building a business and project management, and so I thought that would be my next step and that would be the plan. But then as I sat with that feeling a bit more, I realized I had a feeling of anxiety, not so much about me not being able to make it happen, but actually anxious of it actually happening. I realized that although I could make this a career, it wouldn't be something that would make me happy. I would be able to do it for several years, if not more, but I would probably pop out at a certain point. I'd just be too tired to keep going. I made a decision to explore what that meant and what I could do about it. And I'm so happy that I committed to at least exploring that feeling because it was both emotional and physical. It manifested in my bodies in ways of which there was like chronic fatigue. I was anxious to go to work on Saturday nights for Monday morning. I would um, have this pit in my stomach anytime my phone rang or an email would come through. It was just a disaster, but a total call to the fact that my life was completely out of balance. And I wish I had an understanding then of what intuition as a guiding principle was. I wish that was something that early on in our education we're all taught, just as, as basic as we're taught math in any curriculum. 
um, because it was definitely something that my intuition was trying to bring to the surface so that I could pay attention to. And we'll talk a little bit more about those concepts as we go through the episodes, because I feel like that is definitely a cornerstone of really determining what you're in alignment with at any point in time, but also in discovering what works for you now and in future moments to come when it comes to really maintaining and finding your happy space. So I sat with those feelings and considered what they could possibly mean for me. It just came to my attention that I had had a good plan initially, but perhaps this just wasn't the plan that was going to be the rest of my life. So I needed to figure out um, what would that life look like? And it led me to the questions of why is it always so taboo? Because I kept running into comments from people that was like, oh, to be happy in what you do for the rest of your life is a privilege. And, you know, adulting is hard. And and that's just what it is. It's hard work. But in reality, why should we feel that it's so taboo for us to be fulfilled by the work that we do? We spent most of our lives at work. We sacrifice oftentimes spending time with our families, our friends, uh, doing the things that we traditionally would do if we didn't have to have these obligations. So why shouldn't we be able to merge the two and create a life that looks well for us, is balanced, and uh, we don't feel like we're making a sacrifice to do it all the time? So it led me to the questions of why is it so taboo to be fulfilled by your work? What does it mean for me to be fulfilled in what I'm doing, even in my life in general? And that led me to the question of, well, am I happy? And what does it mean to be happy? And does that mean I need to find a happy place? And if so, what is my happy place? So I think we've all been confronted by this notion at some point in our childhood or in our young adulthood that our youth has an expiration date, that we're running towards this deadline. Usually in high school, it's passing your SATs and picking a college and deciding where you're going to go. That is going to determine kind of the pathway for the rest of our lives. And for me, that's such a limiting kind of notion because most of the times, although we've had some very definitive, most likely some very definitive shaping experiences in our youth that define who we will present in the world as as we're older, it's fairly unfair to say that you have lived enough of life to understand and know what you want to do for the rest of it. And, um, I, you know, I understand that there are some people who um, have picked certain professions and fields that they wanted to explore when they're at a very young age and they're still doing it and they love it. And I think that's wonderful. But I think that we need to have this level of acceptance for the rest of uh, society and the rest of the group that doesn't know that right away and really needs some time and support to uh, discover what that is. And the fact that that discovery can happen truly at any age, you can have to meet that request of yourself at 21, you can have to meet it at 35, and you can have to meet it again when you're at 50 or 60 years old. Um, I don't think that there is only one point along the journey where you can stop and decide, but I think that the ability to do so is crucial and important. I find that the most successful people in terms of um, contributing to society at large will often say that they're fulfilled by their work and they don't see their work necessarily as work, but more of a charge of what they were meant to do while they're in this existence. It makes it easier for them to communicate their knowledge to larger society. It makes them um, come from a place of 
really shared energy and not so much that I need to be monetarily compensated for what it is that I'm contributing. Um, If you can imagine anything that you like to do as a hobby, if it's cooking or skiing or swimming or knitting, uh, any of those activities, you would gladly teach somebody else because you have such a passion for it yourself. And in through expanding that knowledge through different uh, people you communicate with or come in contact with, it proliferates that knowledge through the mainstream consciousness of society. And then as a collective, as we continue to do that, what we're going to do is raise the, the vibrational consciousness of everyone into a place where we're no longer comparing ourselves to the other person and we're no longer comparing what makes us happy to another person's happiness because we will be able to define our own. And so I think it's so important to understand what it is that makes us fulfilled and what it is that makes us happy. So how did I get started? Well, actually, my start happened by happenstance. I was actually uh, researching productivity for my own edification and project management, and I came across an organizational coach by the name of Tanya Dalton. Now, interestingly enough, Tanya is the owner and CEO of Inkwell Press, which is a planning and uh, like productivity consulting company. She started off by making stationary inserts for planners and then evolved into her own planners using a system that combined productivity and planning. The concept that she abide by, abides by and promotes with her clients is that when you merge the two together, you start to make more efficient use of your time, both professionally and personally at home. And when you start to see certain blocks of time free up because your schedule is organized um, essentially by the priorities that you need to keep, you can discover areas and ways in which you can promote and focus on your individual bigger picture goals, like your big dream goals, whether it's to travel to France or to get a degree or to start a business. And um, she actually has a podcast as well, which I'll leave in the show notes below. And I encourage everyone to take a listen to because she discusses and has some really great guests on ideas as to how to get those things merged into your life and really make the most of your time. So for me, one of the biggest aha moments was when I did this exercise that Tanya has you do at the initial setup of any of her planners. And the exercise is really simple. She asks you to write out your ideal day. Just list out what you would do from morning to evening and not hour by hour, just a broad overview. The concept being is that when you write out this list, what you'll discover are what your priorities are. Just naturally, if you're taking it seriously, you'll start to see whether or not um, time spent with your family or dedicating to a course you want to get done for work or starting a business or running that business is actually what is of highest priority for you. And so that list becomes your list of priorities. Now you can fine tune it and tweak it after you do it from the first or second round, but I encourage everyone to do it and sit with it for a moment, revise it a couple of times and see what's really at the top of that list. Interestingly enough for me, when I wrote that list out, it really wasn't that extravagant at all. Um, Some of the things that are very important to me, which were very much on that list, was to be able to have a balanced time between my work and my personal life. To be able to do things like take my dog to the park and spend time with my mother or have a meal with friends, uh, build in a time to travel, a course to take, a book to read, um, 
and to run a business that I felt would be something that was an equal exchange of energy where I was supporting folks and folks were supporting me. And so what's so interesting about that list that I wrote five or seven years ago is that I am in some way, shape or form doing that right now. Um, Right now I work from home. I consult with a couple of businesses remotely, but I'm able to structure my time in a way that I feel is balanced far more than it was seven years ago. At that time, seven years ago, I was working 18-hour days. I barely took any vacation, and when I did, I was working the entire time. I had two phones. I would have emails Monday through Sunday, holidays, you can't even imagine. And at the end of the day, it would have made it all worthwhile if I felt fulfilled by what I was doing. But I realized that, man, if I kept going at that pace, I was going to burn out in a couple of years, and then what would I do? And this concept of burnout has become so readily accepted. I can't tell you the countless conversations that I've been in with people, um, students that are still in school, graduating from college, and people who have been in the workforce for 20 or 30 years who are just exclaiming that they have no more energy left. And in spite of all of the work and the time and the hours that they're putting in, it just seems to be everlasting and nothing ever seems to get cleared away. Um, There's never any room for rest or reprieve or any practice for you to restore your energy so that you can positively contribute and continue to be um, a good worker, a person who is actually uh, performing well. And so I think it's important for us to have these conversations and bring light to the fact that this is something that's present in our society um, and our working community at large. Because then we can all take a step back and stop feeling like it's an individualized experience where this is something that's just happening to me, but understand that it is something that collectively is happening and we need to pay attention to it. And that um, the symptoms that we're feeling, whether it's physical or emotional, are a lot to do with the manifestation of something in our bodies trying to tell us that we're off balance and that we need to get back into balance. So I encourage you to take some time and do the exercise. See what comes up for you. Um, Take a moment when you can, write out this list of your ideal day and see where your priorities fall. What's towards the top of the list and what's towards the middle? Um, I guarantee that things that are important to you that you want to see in your life, in your life's reality, will be somewhere within or on that list. In the future episodes, we're going to talk about how to expand on that list We're going to start with using uh, productivity and planning tips just to help identify more time and that you can have to focus on those priorities. And for those of you who are struggling in finding um, items to put on that list in general, we're going to talk about topics that will help you kind of explore and refine what should be on that list for you or what you want to see on it going forward. And remember that this is not a stagnant piece of work. It's not a one-time thing. You will come back to this and you will re-edit and uh, revise and use it as a check-in just to make sure that you're still in alignment with your overall bigger picture goals. And maybe there'll be something that you explore that you no longer feel like you have to have on the list so it falls off. Either which way, it's a really good starting point. And so that's why I chose this to be our topic for the first podcast. So to circle back to my list of priorities that came from my ideal day, I've already mentioned that I've started to incorporate quite a few of those elements into my day-to-day life. Um, I definitely can say that there's much more balance in terms of my work and my personal time. And in having that balance, I was also able to see where I wanted to expand more in terms of the priorities I had on that list, 
like my goals of creating a business where I can have an open exchange of ideas where I'm helping people and people are helping me. Um, the time that I've been able to gain has allowed me to learn teaching methods and that I can incorporate into my daily practices in all of my businesses. And it also has allowed me to see and solidify what is true for me as to what I want to do in terms of contributing to larger society. Um, what is my mark that I kind of want to leave while I'm here? And so this podcast is one iteration of it. Um, creating a community space overall would be the big picture view where we have a open exchanging of ideas and a supportive community and outreach where we can continue to be allies to wellness in all forms. And so I hope that you do the exercise and you find it helpful. Please let me know if it resonated with you or anything that you might have discovered from doing the exercise. Send me an email at highvibealchemist at gmail.com and let me know how it works out for you. Um, Also send me any resources, any ideas, any productivity tips or authors, anything you have that you'd like to share with the broader community. I'd love to bring those out in our upcoming episodes. I hope that you join me for the next episode coming shortly. And please don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast so you get upcoming episodes when they're released. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a wonderful start of September.